Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is News Fighters the news so you don't have to with Dylan Behan. Yes, Dylan Bain here with a new episode of News Fighters for today, Saturday, July 25th, 2020. And stick around, Stefan Pazur, our arts reporter, is checking in from Hotel Quarantine. When can I get out? When can I get out? How's everybody doing out there now? Not gonna lie, I've been feeling uh, so bored and deprived of entertainment recently. I was walking down the street and I saw a shop doing passport photos and I went, wow, that looks like fun. I don't know about you, but before COVID, I used to fantasize about getting a mystery flight. Now all I fantasize about is the mystery aisle at Aldi. Oh, look, a giant tin of sauerkraut. This is the most exciting day of my life since March. Anyways, enough about me. Onto the news and the bad news, of course, coming out of Victoria. Good evening. According to the numbers, today has been the worst day of this pandemic in Australia so far, with more than 500 new cases. Victoria remains the sickest state in Australia. Really, Channel 10? I know you're the youth TV network and all, but you don't have to sound like a skateboarder when you're describing the pandemic. Victoria is the sickest, bro, but America is fully sick, dude. (laughs) Jokes aside, it looks like Australia could be facing a bigger wave of coronavirus now than the initial one back in March and April. And there's been a lot of talk in the media about whether we're following a suppression strategy or an elimination strategy. But I think I found uh, the actual name of the strategy we're following. In New South Wales, the game of coronavirus whack-a-mole is continuing. The good thing is no new moles have been popping up their heads in the last couple of days. This game of coronavirus whack-a-mole is getting more and more Unwieldy. Yes, the whack-a-mole strategy, except if you miss one mole, it exponentially multiplies until there's 15 million moles worldwide who've brutally gnawed to death over 600,000 people. No, I think whack-a-mole is the wrong name for our current strategy. I'd go with something like um, playing volleyball using a gremlin as the ball over an Olympic-sized swimming pool. What could go wrong? Um, or if you are going to go for an arcade game analogy, I'd probably go with Crazy Taxi. Uh, Because both in the arcade game Crazy Taxi in the real world, insecure workers are just going to indiscriminately kill everyone. Meanwhile, in Australia, the government is stepping in to slow the spread 
of Australians returning home. Australians trying to get home from overseas are about to find it much harder to make that journey. National Cabinet decided it's time to halve the numbers of incoming overseas travellers, cutting 4,000 a week from Monday. Australian citizens will be effectively barred from coming to Australia. Is, is that um, uh, unfair to some? Do you share frustrations of people? Well, you have to make judgments in the national interest. We have to put the national interest first. Yes, put the national interest first by stopping Australian citizens from invading our country. I love how racist Australia is. It's like, okay, we stopped all the foreigners from coming. Then we forced all the international students and temporary visa holders to go home by not giving them any financial support. And now the government is like, well... Who's left? Who's left for us to be racist against? Oh, wait, I know. Australians. Let's be racist against Australians who aren't in Australia. The Border Force even had to re-edit their old TV ad for a new audience. If you haven't already heard, the rules have changed. If you're an Australian citizen wanting to return home during an unprecedented international health crisis, you won't be settled in Australia. To the economy now. This week, the government fronted up with the latest economic figures, or as it was dubbed. On Thursday, the Treasurer will deliver his mini-budget update. Yes, the mini-budget. It's a bit like a mini-magnum ice cream when you want all the pleasure of a full budget but with a fraction of the scrutiny. Here's Peter Dutton announcing it. I shall call him... Mini-budget update. Oh, no, sorry, that was Dr. Evil, not Minister for Doing Evil. Yes, the centrepiece to the mini-budget was huge changes to JobKeeper, or as Treasurer Josh Frydenberg called it. JobKeeper 2.0. Yes, it's now called JobKeeper 2.0, and like any bad software update, this one has an expensive ongoing subscription fee, doesn't really do what it claimed to do on the pack, and is pretty much just a massive downgrade from the last, much better version. But on to the mini-budget itself, and... um. Tell us the good news, Mr. Frydenberg. Australia is experiencing a health and economic crisis like nothing we have seen in the last 100 years. Between March and May, 870,000 jobs were lost. Yeah, in terms of big economic speeches, I think I preferred the main substance in Frydenberg's last big economic speech. Phlegm. (coughs) Sorry. Yeah, Paul Keating had the recession we had to have and Josh Frydenberg had a coughing fit. So what ended up being the main takeaways from this mini-budget? Tonight, keeping the cash flowing, JobKeeper and Seeker to stick around well into the new year, but there's a catch. The catch, of course, is that you now live in poverty. Job Seeker's taking a $300 hit each fortnight too, down from 1100 to 815 through to New Year's Eve. Yes, and what a great New Year's Eve to look forward to. Five, four... Three, two, one. Happy New Year! I can no longer afford food or housing. Can I have a dollar? Yes, it's $815 a fortnight for the doll, and a lot of lefties are saying this is too low. But let's do the maths, okay? Now, the median apartment rental for all of Australia right now is $842 a fortnight. So, $815 for the doll, take away $842 for your rent, leaves you minus $27 to pay all your bills and buy your food. See, the system's working exactly as intended. You're going to go into poverty and debt. And for Scott Morrison, reducing JobKeeper and JobSeeker was vital to encourage young people to go back to work. And we are getting a lot of anecdotal feedback from small businesses and even large businesses where um, some of them are finding it hard to get people to come and take the shifts 
because they're on these uh, these higher levels of payment. Yes, Scott Morrison shaping government policy based on anecdotal feedback. He's hoping he doesn't hear any of the anecdotal feedback about Engadine McDonald's or all the fast food restaurants are going to be shut down. Oh, I made an Engadine McDonald's joke. I have to put money in the lazy satire jar. Meanwhile, of course, Labor leader Anthony Albanese sided with the Liberals on cutting welfare during a recession. Well, what's not right, Fran, is that people to be earning more than they were earning before. Ugh. Labor is just agreeing with the government on every economic measure right now, no matter how punitive they are. Can't wait for the next election when Labor's slogan will probably be, vote Labor, we also support the liberal slave camps. So, of course, being a financially responsible conservative government, uh, they have one big plan to get us out of this recession. Tax cuts. Uh, but is the bringing forward the personal tax cuts part of the toolkit? Because that's also something that's well, being called for by business uh, leaders. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go through a shopping list of specific measures. I mean, in the broad, what I would say is that our instinct always is to keep taxes as low as possible. Because if there's one thing people who've just lost their job want now more than anything else, it's their old boss to be able to afford more online shopping or, or a new investment property. See, everybody wins. But hey, cutting taxes isn't the only proposal to get out of the recession. There's also raising taxes. Still to come on ABC News Sunday, the proposal to make you pay more GST. The New South Wales Treasurer is preparing to release a review into the tax system within weeks. It'll recommend beefing up the GST in exchange for abolishing other taxes. you got to love the logic of economic conservatives during a recession. You know what'll stimulate the economy? Putting up the cost of food and transport. Okay, so putting taxes aside, the focus right now should be on jobs. And last week, Scott Morrison announced a $400 million expansion of the Location Incentive Program to try and bring out big overseas movie productions to Australia. And if he's trying to attract a big superhero movie, maybe he's trying to attract Electrician Man. 8,000 jobs, that's what this is about. It's about <laughs> caterers, it's about sparkies. Whether you're a caterer, whether you're a supplier, whether you're a sparky. But this is about 8,000 jobs, it's about sparkies, about caterers. And it's not just actors, of course. It's, uh, it's sparkies, it's caterers, it's uh, other suppliers, it's water bottle, bottle, bottle providers. Yes, we all know the big reason Baz Luhrmann keeps coming back to Australia time and time again, and it's because of our world-famous Sparkies and water bundle bottle bottle providers. I mean, you and I both know how many Aussies have won the Academy Award for Best Sparky now. It's four in a row, and the industry is super excited to see who'll win the Lifetime Achievement Award next year for Best Water Bottle Provider. Scott Morrison's only signalling out the water bottle providers because it's a job he's done. Scott Morrison embracing a slightly different role in Suva. Fairly ordinary outing by the uh, um, drafted water boy um, there in the, the third quarter. Anyway, Scott Morrison was very excited when announcing this new funding on Studio 10. Uh, I know South Australia was in contact with Premier Marshall this morning. He's mad keen to get on this. OK, Australia, can we just pause for a moment and acknowledge that collectively we've elected a Prime Minister who uses the term mad keen. Our Prime Minister just described a tax incentive the same way your dodgy mates at uni described scoring drugs for the weekend. Oh, bruh, mad keen to get on the Eckies this weekend. And by Eckies, I mean Eckie-spensive Hollywood productions providing local employment. Now, one great suggestion for getting more people back into the workforce and creating jobs is free childcare, according to the president of the ACTU, Michelle O'Neill, on Insiders. 
we think it's an important measure that you, we have in place in Australia free, universal, accessible childcare. If we got women to participate at the same rate in those ages as men, that would add $70 billion to our economy, would add $30 billion to wages. So it's smart for workers, gives women the real opportunity to return properly to work, and of course it's really good for our kids. Well, that sounds like a pretty obvious win for me, but uh, not according to Queensland Coalition Senator Gerard Rennick. Because at the end of the day, if you can keep a child at home, if you can keep a child at home, and if you can keep a parent at home, you're going to halve the congestion on the roads, you're going to halve the pollution, and you're going to increase, you're going to increase the quality of life for their young children and the parents. And let me tell you something. Dorothy didn't tap her shoes together and say that there's no place like childcare. She said there's no place like home. Yeah, thanks, Senator. Look, last I checked, Dorothy also didn't say there's no place like Parliament. So under your everything has to follow the Wizard of Oz logic, I think uh, Parliament has to be shut down now. Look, you make the rules, not me. In fact, uh, just checking here, uh, Dorothy also neglects to say there's no place like work. So I guess we should uh, shut down employment and have a UBI now. Thank you, Senator. Okay, so back to the recession. And if it looks like there's not going to be any jobs for a while, then... Surely an obvious thing to do would be to make university more affordable so people can go back and study. The federal government has announced an overhaul of university fees in what it calls a bid to push students towards job-relevant courses. The university fee overhaul means a humanities degree has increased more than 100% and will now cost around $45,000. The cost of law and arts courses will skyrocket. Yes, governments say go and study, but study be like nurse or teacher, not study humanities like English. English bad, all bad. History, also bad. No slavery here, says government. Also, no scholars check with, as no one can afford study anymore, which government says mad keen for. Meanwhile, over at Sky News, conservative commentator Cora Bernardi has said enough with all these handouts. The waste has simply got out of control. And eventually, something will snap. And I suspect it's going to be the willingness of those few hardy souls who actually pay tax in this country to continue to support this unsustainable madness. But imagine what would happen if we were suddenly forced to turn some of this welfare tap off. Yes, we need to stop these welfare state handouts to all these lazy layabouts sitting around doing nothing. They're ripping off us taxpayers by negatively gearing their investment properties and getting tax refunds on their franking credits. Just think, if we abolish these scams, and made multinational corporations and mining companies pay proper tax, maybe we could afford to pay people to go and study and retrain for the jobs of the future. Or, at the very least, stop people from spiralling into poverty, debt and homelessness for the crime of looking for a job when there aren't any jobs there. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is something everyone in Australia would be mad keen to get on this. Okay, that's News Fighters for today. Before we go, let's cross to our arts and culture reporter, Stefan Pazur, who is in hotel quarantine, or so he says, uh, to tell us what's coming up on Arts Fighters, our spin-off podcast covering the arts and culture. Stefan? Yes, I'll tell you why being stuck in a hotel room for 14 days alone is not quite as boring as going to a Sydney Fringe Festival show. In movies, re-review of the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, is eventually just going to be released directly to Seven Mates in three years' time. 
then repeated on 7.2 and 7 flicks a few weeks after that. We also look at drive-in movies. They're great if you like paying 25 bucks to feel like you're stuck in a freezing cold traffic jam in Blacktown. Netflix is set to launch a new stand-up comedy series of awful comedians where you can yell abuse from your own home. Like, you suck mate, you're not funny! In TV, the Big Brother final ended with a bang and a possible spread of the coronavirus as housemates hugged and mingled together on stage. Here I am, sitting in hotel quarantine, I'm even unable to mingle, hug or hook up with the blonde security guard in the hallway like they do in Melbourne, yet these housemates are celebrating on stage, breaking the 2 metre rule. Wait a minute, isn't it the 1.5 metre rule? Hang on, it's the 1 metre rule, right? And finally, has the cancel culture gone too far? Turns out, I'm not allowed to say anything. That's all coming up on Arts Fighters, Australia's best arts and culture podcast that doesn't actually exist. With me, Stefan Pazzo. That's News Fighters for today. July 25th, 2020. Our website is newsfighters.com. You can email us at podcast.newsfighters.com or follow us on Twitter at newsfighterspod. Also, watch and subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Keep fighting. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Be a good person. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.